Sit down, strap in, and granny put your teeth in your pocket. Lead Lap Radio, powered by HMS Motorsport, the leader in motorsport safety, starts now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week of motorsports coverage on Race Chaser Media. This show is called Lead Lap Radio. It is powered by the good folks at Victory Custom Trailers. VictoryCustomTrailers.com is their website. We will tell you more about Chris Hedinger and his staff and all of the good things that they do up in Michigan. Uh, They can literally do about anything when it comes to customizing a trailer for your particular purposes. We'll uh, tell you more about them later. We have got a full show tonight. We've got a pair of guests, first of all. Uh, My name is Tom Baker and... Uh, James Mellick in the studio with me as well. James is the teardown specialist for Levine Family Racing by day. That is Chris Bell's cup team, if you're not familiar. Um, And uh, by night, a couple of nights a week, he drops by and uh, pushes a bunch of buttons for us. And uh, on this particular show, he joins in the conversation. We'll get to uh, all of the NASCAR goodies from Kentucky uh, in just a moment. If your name, last name did not begin with C... You did not win at Kentucky over the weekend. Fun stat. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, But we've got a pair of guests, as I mentioned, uh, that will join us not in the WSIC studios here, but via the Strutmasters hotline. And uh, they are Mason Maggio, who is one of the rising stars. He's out of Florida, runs Legends, uh, mostly in Atlanta. And uh, Mason is uh, one of the young um, I guess you could say developing stars trying to climb the motorsports ladder. We're going to talk with him coming up shortly. And then also at uh, 8 p.m., we're going to have a chat with local sprint car racer from the Carolina Sprint Tour. Mike Sellers is going to join us on the program. Uh, we've got a lot of topics to cover here. Um, I want to start with some sad news because I really just I hate to hate to start with sad news, but I. I just feel like that this show focuses a lot on Carolina's area region uh, racing and uh, the folks at Langley Speedway lost one of their uh, their heroes and their most accomplished racers over the weekend. Sean Beluzzo was killed in a crash. He was a modified racer. He was uh, an 11-time modified champion at Langley, he was killed uh, when he tangled with another competitor and uh, got airborne and came down straight into a wall at about 70 miles an hour. Um, tough, 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 tough night and tough week for all the folks at Langley. Uh, and and really, uh, a lot of the folks um, in Virginia area and Carolina's area racing in general who knew Sean and uh, a very, very highly respected racer and, and beloved racer, um, he leaves behind his wife, Terry, and three children. He won his first modified feature that night, ironically, not first career, the first feature of the night, first of the two races they had on Saturday night. He won and uh, was killed in the second race. He was 64 years old. Um, there will be a celebration of life this Thursday, July the 16th at 6 p.m. at Langley Speedway for Sean Beluzzo. And I hope that uh, as many of you who are up in that area uh, and can get out to the racetrack, it's free, it's open to fans and racers and anybody that uh, wants to come. Um, And it also will be broadcast live 
on the Langley um, Speedway Facebook page for anyone who can't get up there. So it's Thursday night, this coming Thursday night, July the 16th at uh, 6 p.m. Again, a celebration of life for Sean Beluzzo. So we uh, we certainly, all of us, uh, with Race Chaser Media and WSIC um, Media, we, we, we offer our sincerest prayers and condolences to... Um, to Terry and to his children and, and his family and, and all of the racing community up there, uh, because that was a uh, that was a real gut punch on Saturday night. So with that, we will um, move past that and uh, just kind of highlight a couple of other news items. Um, Hickory had uh, an, a, a night of racing on Saturday, Twin 40s again for the uh, the late models. And Josh Berry and Nolan Pope split the two features. And here's the interesting part. The same top three. Uh, we had the same top three in both races, just in a slightly different order. In the first race, it was Barry over Pope and uh, Ryan Millington. And then in race two, it was uh, Pope winning with Millington and Barry second and third. Dylan Ward beat Charlie Watson and Wilcox the third in the limited late model race. Uh, Marshall Sutton was the winner in the street stock division. Charlie Watson uh, won the truck super truck race. And Robbie Hollifield was the winner in the Renegades division. Hickory in action. This coming Saturday night uh, has the um, Carolina Pro Tour back in action there. Um, of course, uh, big news nationally was announced today, uh, this morning actually. There's uh, going to be a, a basically a replacement. Think IROC 2021 is really what this is. The new SRX All-Star Circuit We'll recreate the IROC-type format. Um, Tony Stewart and Ray Evernham, two of the principal partners in this. Um, the cars are all going to be spec cars. They're going to kind of be similar to late models. Um, they're going to run on short tracks, pavement and dirt, maybe a road course. Uh, I don't think it's going to be any big speedways um, involved in this, although I think I do think Iowa was mentioned. Uh, but I don't think they're planning on doing anything much over a mile. And this new series is going to be for uh, drivers and crew chiefs. They're going to bring back some veteran drivers. Tony's going to be involved. Um, they've got a wish list. It's quite a wish list of of drivers and crew chiefs that they'd like to see involved. And the way it's going to work is you're going to show up uh, for a given race night. You're going to draw for your crew chief. So you may not have the same crew chief every night, James. Um and they're they're going to run a split format. It's going to be a a, a two hour window on CBS on Saturday nights, and um, they're going to split the basically split the race uh, in half with a um, halftime break is the way they're going to do it. Um, interesting. When I saw that this morning, James, I I've been kind of pondering that all day. It sounds exciting. And it sounds like it should be a lot of fun. I guess we need to wait and see for a little further development on it um, before we can really give a big opinion. But it's funny to, to watch social media, some of the uh, keyboard cowboys, well, maybe this will replace NASCAR. I don't think so. <laughs> no, I think it's going to be tough to replace NASCAR, yeah. but I definitely think that it's got a very good chance of succeeding for sure. I mean, oh, anything I that has the name Tony Stewart and Ray Evernham behind yeah. it. Uh, it's got a very good chance of succeeding, and both of them come from a short track background, so they know what needs to happen at short tracks. 
Uh, I believe Tony competed actually in IROC. I'm not 100% on that. I think he, he did. did. He was final champion. So he, he competed in IROC, yeah. so he knows the rules and how that yep. stuff works. Ray's been around racing enough. He understands it. So I think it's going to be a very well put together um, company. Uh, now we just got to get the racing on track and see who's going to be there. But I think it will succeed for sure. It'll be really interesting to see what kind of a cross-section they get and how this, because they did say that uh, they will have some up-and-coming drivers. Now, the way this the way this is spelled out, there's only going to be 12 cars in each race, which is kind of interesting. Um, my gut would tell me that if this was... If this if this was its full potential, what we think it could be, you'd have a waiting list of oh, you know, fifty or sixty drivers that would like to be in this thing. Um, but there's only going to be twelve. Now it didn't say the same twelve the entire season or whatever. I'm not sure how they're going to do all that. Uh, I was a little uh, surprised when I saw that just twelve cars per race. But I think you know Ray's going to build the cars and. The idea is they're basically going to be a spec car, um, and every every car is supposed to be equal, just like they were in IROC. They're all going to be prepared the same, the same motors, 600 to 650 horsepower, um, and they're going to be capable of running multi-surface. So um, whether they're running a short track pavement or a short track dirt or a road course, those cars are going to be capable of, of running all three. So... It at least has the makings of something that could be really, really fun. I hate that it's on Saturday nights because it forces fans to make a choice between their local short track and watching this series unless you can somehow record it, um, record the broadcast. I wish they would do it, honestly, during the week. I think this would be a classic midweek bonanza, honestly, like Thursday Night Thunder that ESPN used to have was. Um, But... They're going to do it on Saturday nights. So Yeah, I only have really one concern that kind of came into my mind when you mentioned, you know, they're going to do the drawing for the crew chiefs yeah. at the track. Um, the big thing is how early in advance are they going to let the drivers know what car they're going to be in because of the fact of all the safety measures you would have to take. Well, I If imagine... you have somebody like a Bubble Pollard compared to like a Mini Tyrell, two completely <laughs> different sizes there. I mean, I know that's an ex- extreme, well, you, but... Yeah, you. I mean, you gotta you gotta think. You know, what are you gonna do for safety measures? Minnie knows I'm not laughing at him. He, <laughs> he and I buds. Um, Minnie is Minnie, Minnie is for those of you who don't know Minnie. Minnie races in the Cars Tour, and Minnie is a very he is a Minnie. That's he's a he's he's uh, he's a very short young man. Um, and Bubba Pollard is uh, a very kind of burly young man. Uh, not young man, but um, I, well, he's an experienced man. See there. See how I got myself out of that, James. I didn't have to use the opposite of the exactly. idea. Call him old. I just said experienced. <laughs> the brain is still sharp enough to make that uh, 180 degree turn. Um, but um, yeah, so I would imagine that probably it'll be something to do with uh, adjustable seats in the cars. I would think they'd have to do that. Um, but uh, they're not going to know who their crew chief is, at least from what the way I read the release. They're not going to know who the crew chief is until they get to the track. And I think, again, what they want is probably they don't want anybody too comfortable. They want this to be, a, you know, a, a driver's deal, and they want them to slug it out on the track. So um, that's a, that was a big news item today that came out that I thought was really, really cool. Um, looking forward to hearing more information about that. And also, uh, for those of you who don't know, Watkins Glen is out on the NASCAR schedule. The Daytona Road Course is in. Hello. Um, 
That's going to be very interesting. We'll talk more about that in our next segment. Be back right after this. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Lead Lap continues presented by Victory Custom Trailers. I am Tom Baker. James Mellick is with me in the WSIC studio. We've got a couple of guests coming up uh, shortly, but uh, we, we, we talked in the first segment, and we're having some conversation about the new series that was announced today, the uh, SRX All-Stars Series. Tony Stewart. And Ray Evernham are uh, the two, you might say, names that are involved in this. Um, the other two folks that are involved are former NASCAR executive George Pine, 
And uh, Sandy Montag, who is the chairman of the uh, talent representation firm, the Montag Group. Um, And it was the two of them who actually initially got this conception off the ground or, or got it going through conversation they were having. And Tony and Ray are now involved. And um, a couple of details on this. Everham does not expect speeds to exceed 150 miles an hour in half-mile tracks. And he listed the following tracks as possible venues. Stafford Motor Speedway in Connecticut. I love that idea. Five Flags in Pensacola. Yes, please. New Smyrna in Florida. Um, Eldora Speedway. Tony owns it. Why not? Um, that's a dirt track for those who don't know Knoxville raceway in Iowa, also a dirt track and Terre Haute action track in Indiana as possible venues. So you've got a lot of dirt tracks there and I'm sure there'll be other paved tracks that'll end up on the list. They're going to run six races. Um, and so here's what Ray said here. You know, drivers retiring and being out of the sport so young, we think there are guys who still want to race, still can race, but just don't want to run 200 miles an hour anymore. So this is Ray's dream list. Scott Dixon, Tony Kanan, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Juan Pablo Montoya, hide the track trucks, Paul Tracy, and a bunch of short track racers and up-and-comers who have proven their skills but can't get a break. Now, I don't know if all of them will do it. I was surprised Carl Edwards was not on this list, um, but I'm sure he would be a desired choice if he showed interest in it. Um, Tony will participate according to what this reads. Um, and what he said was, I always liked the IROC series back in the day. And even before I was old enough to be a professional race car driver, I looked at that as the cream of the crop. When I got invited to run IROC, It was a huge honor. You were part of an elite group of drivers that got the opportunity to race each other. I always took that really seriously. Um, And so this is the way it's going to work. 90-minute races without pit stops. But there's going to be a halftime halftime for adjustments. So it's a two-hour television window. Evernham believes drivers will arrive and draw for both their car and crew chief which Everham hopes comes from a pool of noted industry veterans. A short track practice, a short practice is planned and Everham's team will be responsible for building and maintaining the cars. Um, I used uh, the AP story uh, to get the uh, quotes from, but basically that was pretty much the press release in a nutshell. Um, So Everham actually was the one who, um, conceive the idea but um it's it's interesting he's, he wants to build a full body car that relies on existing safety inva- advances fits within a budget and is a car that the racing public can relate to as well he said talks with at least one tire maker and is seeking manufacturer support we envision a hybrid of all different series we don't see it looking like a crazy doom buggy ish type car whatever that means um (laughs) to me it's got to be a really cool looking car that also puts it back in the driver's hands mechanically wise and allows it to be more affected by the pedals so in other words we don't want to build something that's aero uh dependent so this will be interesting it should be uh uh again jenna fryer writing that particular article so um it's going to be an interesting deal we'll wait and see as more comes out about it but uh certainly um a, a new wrinkle for 2021 if we can just get the world back to normal 
Um, that would be a great six-race series. The folks from CBS immediately loved the idea and signed on to it. So it is committed to CBS to, to carry that. Um, so that will be six Saturdays in 2021. Now, uh, I mentioned that the uh, Daytona Road Course is going to replace Watkins Glen in the NASCAR Cup Series schedule five races. All three of NASCAR's National Series plus, sorry, um, four races. All three of NASCAR's National Series plus uh, the ARCA Series. Um, so everything that was going to race at the Glen is racing on the Daytona Road Course instead. Now, this is going to be interesting. We talked a little bit about this on our Thursday Night Motorsports Madness show last week, but it came out after this show, uh, after we did this show. Um, for me... This, I I love this idea because I think, first of all, in a year where everything is crazy anyway, and we're doing all these new and different and exciting things, this feels to me just like a continuation of that, James. I really feel like these guys going to Daytona, nobody's ever done it before, unless you've been to like the 24 hours, and I don't know that there's anybody racing in NASCAR that I can think of right off the top of my head just now who's, who's in that situation, but... um. The only one that might, if they put a car together for him, would be AJ, I think. But I don't think they'll even put a car together to do that for AJ. Well, he might be in the Xfinity part with well, uh, yeah. Colin Grayson. I mean, Xfinity so that's, for them, That's yeah. right. I forgot yeah. he did it. So, Other than that, that'd be about it. Um, I was thinking cup cars. But here's the, here's the interesting thing is that um, Jordan Taylor, who is obviously one of the top IMSA racers, uh, has, has said that he has spoken with... Um, some NASCAR folks about getting into a stock car for that, that race. So you may get a few people from that world that would like to participate for in that weekend because it's on the road course, which I think would be awesome because it would bring some new fans to it, but it also shakes things up in terms of just having some storylines to watch to see how some of these guys like Taylor could adjust to the bigger, heavier sort of, you know, depending again, depending on what he drives. But, um, you know, it's certainly different as Boris said, and a lot of the other guys have found out over the years, it's different running a stock car than it is running an IMSA car or, you know, obviously one of the other types of uh, sports cars out there. Yeah, definitely different, heavier. Uh, they drive more like a, a box. I would say yeah. those are more aero dependent, lighter, uh, and it just, they're made to road course. A stock car is not really something you think of when you see a road course race. And I would definitely like to see some of those guys come out there and compete against the stock car drivers. Me too. And see what they can do. My only question is, how high would NASCAR let them go? Would they let them go all the way to the Cup Series? Would they say, you can only go Xfinity? Maybe even just make them go to trucks? That's what I'm curious on. It would be, well, now that would be fun. Seeing Jordan Taylor in a in a truck. Now that could be interesting. Actually, the more I think about that, the more I really, I really hope that's. I I don't know. I I don't know what, you know. Obviously, he's had enough racing experience. You would think that they would just let him come into Cup if he gets an opportunity. Or they say go run but, one Arca race and we'll let you run an Xfinity car, maybe something, something like, like that. that. You yeah. know, maybe you run the Arca race and then you're qualified to run whatever else you got lined yeah. up. So. Who knows? But I just I think it's interesting. I also think this is going to be insane because the difference between the Daytona road course and the Charlotte Roval, if you will, is that 
so much of Daytona is the big track. I mean, you're going to be going so much faster unless they do something, and I don't know what they could do, but unless they do something to kind of slow the cars down before they get to that infield dive, uh, that transition is going to be insane. Yeah, they'll be yeah, they'll <laughs> be moving. <laughs> yeah. Um so there there's a lot to be kind of discussed and thought about with regard to that, but that's um that's what's happening. So I think again, I think this is a great idea. I think NASCAR needs things like this to freshen it up a little and that's I I think it's going to be a crazy weekend. This is one right here that you could you could almost say um, you could see these cars practice at. They've never been yeah. on the track. I mean, you saw right. you saw the Xfinity cars got to practice at Indianapolis. So maybe this is where everybody gets that chance to go out there and get a practice for the first time this year. Yeah, well, again, I think you probably, I don't know, we'll see. I mean, I, it, it'll be interesting, but I know they aren't going to want to keep everybody down there very long. It's still going to yeah. be a very abbreviated schedule, I would think. So we'll see how that works out. But that was uh, that was big news, and then I want to also mention uh, again, this is we try to base a lot of the show on on short tracks, and um, the um, NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour has scheduled a second race at White Mountain Speedway uh, up in New England. They they ran the, that that was where they ran just ran their last race that that they ran, um, which was their second race of the year. They've run two races. That's it on the tour: Jennerstown and White Mountain. They're going back to White Mountain on August 1st and back to Jennerstown August 22nd, and that's all they've got scheduled right now because they're having trouble finding tracks to go to and race. It's tough when you can't find anywhere to go race. You yeah. Just, you got to go back to the same places, back and forth, back and forth, uh, and they only have so many openings as well as openings available as well yeah. because they're using what they've already got for a schedule. Well, they're, they, they had 17 shows to start the season is what the schedule was, but, of course, COVID – killed a lot of possibilities the tour is really a it's a new england based tour is what it is even though it's a national series but they had martinsville they had iowa they you know they were planning to run new hampshire that still may happen at some point but martinsville and iowa off the schedule the two new york tracks they have coming up right now you you can't go there because you'd have to quarantine um i don't i don't think either of those tracks will even be open um, it's just crazy. Stafford, one of the mainstays of the tour, Stafford canceled the, their tour race because the other big thing with this is the modified tour comes with a $70,000 sanction fee. And if you can't put fans in the grandstand, you can't make that money back. So, you know, again, a number of tracks canceled their tour races just because of that fact, that fact. So it's, um, it's going to be a crazy uh, season for the tour, we may see as few as four races. I'm thinking somewhere between four and six is what we're going to get for the year. And that's it. Um, crazy to say the least, but that's the latest from the modified tour. For those of you who are fans of that, we're going to step aside. When we come back, Mason Maggio will be joining us uh, shortly to talk about uh, his developing career. And we'll also uh, catch up with Mike Sellers from the Carolina sprint tour later in the program. Stick around. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert helmets, Schroep belts, Adidas suits and shoes, Lero fireproof underwear, Lifeline fire systems, and even Racecom radio kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media set ya. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Hi. Welcome back to Lee Lap, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We uh, are sitting in the WSIC studios in Statesville, North Carolina, just outside of Mooresville, uh, which is Race City, USA, for those of you who aren't aware. And uh, we are excited to be doing another week of uh, motorsports coverage. And it starts with this show, Inside Pass, uh, tomorrow at 1135, right here in the studio. We'll tell you about that later. And uh, then we've got um, Thursday night at 7 p.m. is Motorsports Madness. We are going to have a full house 
for that one. Um, and we'll uh, fill you in later on that as well. And then, of course, we've got our two weekly podcasts, mainly Modifieds. Uh, we've already recorded most of that. That'll be uh, premiering tomorrow at uh, 7 p.m. on our Race Chaser Media social. And also you can access it on demand Anywhere you get audio or podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever, just search Race Chaser Radio. In fact, you can get all our shows that way, even the live ones, after um, 24 hours after they air live. They'll be up on SoundCloud and um, just about any other platform that you can think of. Again, search Race Chaser Radio. Okay, going to, for the first time tonight, the Strutmasters hotline. Strutmasters, the suspension experts, uh, Chip Lofton and his uh, team gracious um, to us as always. And uh, they are the sponsors of our hotline where we have guests who are drivers or folks that we want you to hear from, or you can call us yourself, but don't do it now because Mason Maggio is on the line. Uh, we'll give you the phone number to call in a little bit. Mason Maggio for the first time on our program here. Mason is a Floridian who is competing in the Legends cars. He is, uh, I believe, 16 years old. He can confirm that uh, when we bring him out on the air to talk to us. But uh, we're excited uh, that Mason's joining us for the first time tonight. Mason, welcome to the program, young man. Thank you. I appreciate you all having me. Well, it's, uh, it's good to have you on. Now, I will start with a very easy question. For those who aren't familiar with Mason Maggio, please um, give us a little bit of information about you and your background in the sport. Yes, sir. Uh, I grew up in and am currently living in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, and uh, turned 16 a uh, couple days ago. And, Happy late uh, birthday. <laughs> thank you. And, uh, yeah, I'm competing in the Young Lions division at Atlanta Motor Speedway, as well as Chris Motorsports Park. Uh, I started racing in uh, late 2017 in uh, in the little bandolero cars and uh, in their uh, in their rookie division. Uh, you know, had some success there, and then uh, the very next year we uh, we moved up to the outlaw division, which is a division that has drivers you know 12 and older. And uh, that's when you know I really people or uh, excuse me. That's when my name really started, uh, you know, coming up a whole lot yeah. with uh, immediate success. I mean, uh, you know, we went winless that year, but we finished off. We had a whole bunch of podiums, and, you know, we kept improving each time with the very limited racing experience that I had. And uh, it was certainly a year of uh, growth and development with uh, winning Rookie of the Year, which was a, uh, I'm very honored even to this day that I was voted Rookie of the Year. And then, uh, obviously, last year in 2019, an excellent season. Uh, you know, learned a ton and uh, had a ton of success with 11 wins and uh, three championships, as well as uh, taking home my second uh, Florida State championship wow. uh, in a row, and uh, uh, as well as my first win in the Legend Car last year. And uh, as of right now, I'm competing full-time in the Legend Car, both at Chris Motorsports Park and Atlanta Motor Speedway. And, uh, you know, uh, got my first win uh, two weeks ago in round two and uh, just hoping to continue to learn and uh, grow and hopefully have more success throughout the season. Talk a little bit about some of the highlights from last year. That's a big year. Um, talk about some of your wins. What were the highlights of the year for you? And 
what was the difference that made all that possible, do you think? Oh, man, uh, Band of Motorsports with uh, Scott and Josh Hicks. They gave me a, uh, an excellent car last year, um, and, you know, it's just learning from uh, Josh Hicks, who's been very successful in, you know, uh, Legend Cars as well as Bandoleros, and uh, even on the pro truck circuit uh, last year. He's, he's been in the sport for a long time. He's taught me so many things, uh, as well as Scott and including my dad, who uh, – who knows his fair share of uh, racing, you know, just from uh, watching and learning from Josh. And uh, they've been able to help me grow and develop, and uh, including on the legend car side with uh, what Josh is doing uh, with, uh, with Scott Mosley. So it's um, a lot of the success came from his coaching and, uh, you know, his uh, previous experiences and, uh, it was just a lot of hard racing last year, and probably the highlight of it all, besides the championships and the wins, was uh, hands down beating uh, a former teammate and probably one of my best friends, uh, Kenny Brady, who uh, we battled in the double feature in the Furious Five earlier that year and uh, held him off even when he got to my inside lane at the quarter mile at Atlanta, which you cannot do that. It's so hard to hold your line on the outside. And we pulled it off for the first outlaw win after a lot of frustration from the previous year being so close. Uh, that that was a that was a, I can't even tell you. It still gets me uh, worked up to this day, just because you know. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, me and my dad, we were in tears looking at each other, and just we it was going to be a great year, sweeping those two races and beating one of my best friends who I looked up to. Uh, my very first year, who had a lot of success. So it was so cool to battle against a good friend and to uh, come out on top. I imagine it was. I want to go all the way back to the beginning for a second. What got you interested in racing to begin with? Uh, well, I was exposed to racing at a very young age uh, with my uh, my parents watching uh, NASCAR on Sunday uh, every time we go to my grandmother's house for dinner. And, uh, my dad and my grandfather would always be have uh, the NASCAR races on for the Cup Series, and uh, we'd watch that for the rest of the uh, afternoon and, and until dinner was ready. And uh, didn't really take much interest into it. I thought it was cool, but I never thought, like, hey, this is what I want to do until uh, I was about 11, 12 years old when my dad took me to uh, Palm Beach Raceway, uh, or better known as Moroso. And uh, they have a go-kart track as well as a big track. So we went to do a little rental go-kart area just for the fun of it, no expectations. And then I went out there, and I beat my dad's time. And <laughs> that's, yeah, he was he was surprised, to say the least. But uh, kept yeah. telling him, like, I, I kept telling him I wanted to go back. And uh, we kept going back, going back, and improving uh, every time. And then uh, I finally told my dad, I said, Dad, I think this is, uh, this is what I want to do. I want to go chase the career in racing. And uh, the rest is history. Wow. So you, you started in Bandos, right? Yes, sir. That was my first race car. And you were how old? I was about 12, 13 years old. So a little late, but, you know, better late than never, I guess. Yeah, it is interesting to call that late. I mean, I, I'm i sure we've got um, some different folks 
listening to the show tonight because we've got Mike Sellers coming up from the Carolina Sprint Tour, and I'm sure some of their their guys are listening, and they're probably laughing at uh, the idea of you know 13 being late because a lot of them who are probably closer to me in age remember that you know it wasn't all that long ago where you couldn't even start racing at a short track until you were 16. Um, you know, in a street stock or whatever, you had to have your permit or a license or whatever. Um, and then all of a sudden now, obviously it's changed over the last 15 years or so. And, um, 13 is now considered late because so many young racers start at five or six and a quarter midget or, you know, a go-kart or whatever have you. And so it's, <laughs> it's crazy to think of 13 being late, but it, it kind of is. So you're, you're really only about three or four in racing years and um, you're in a legends car and this is your first full year. What, what was the transition from the Bandolero car to the legends car like for you? Uh, well, the biggest aspect was uh, with the Bandoleros, their uh, automatic race cars. Uh, so I had to learn the six shift and learning to get it out of gear, which uh, took a little bit when I first, uh, when I first got it, but eventually I learned some, uh, some tips and tricks and, uh, was able to get it out of gear, and uh, even today I'll still tend to stall it, and it'll bring back memories of like ah. But uh, sure, you know it's uh, yeah, that's the biggest transition is uh, the stick shift, and you know especially with starts and restarts, uh, that's the biggest thing is you know making sure that you're timing everything right. Rather with the bando, it's just hit the gas and go. While you've got to be, you know very patient with everything um and with including the ba- with the bando is that uh like i said with the restarts it's just gas and go uh the bandolero cars are more about momentum um so it's basically just you know keep the momentum flowing and you'll be fast and uh with the legend car you got to be a lot more patient if when you do finally find that uh find the momentum in those cars especially at a track like uh ams or charlotte uh, where, you know, patience and hitting your marks is everything. Um, so yeah, you, instead, uh, the braking is a lot more, uh, firm when you get on the brake going into the corner. Uh, you got to let it roll, uh, the bando, you, you don't let it roll. You just simply just get up, maybe tap the brake a split second and then get back onto the throttle as quick as possible. And then, uh, with legend car, you got to ease into the throttle. And then uh, once it's straight, you got to get going. Uh, weight is a big thing uh, as well. So uh, there's a lot of different things with the Legend car, but uh, I've certainly enjoyed learning it. And uh, I think I'm going to continue to learn more and more uh, as I continue to put laps on the racetrack. Well, you have certainly are off to a good start. Uh, we've got to step aside. So, Mason, we're going to put you back uh, into the lovely land of hold for a few minutes while we take a commercial break. When we come back, we'll pick up with Mason Maggio, Mike Sellers coming up uh, very shortly as well, and much more as Lead Lap continues on PMN and Race Chaser Radio right after this. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color it, 
color correct it, edit it, code it, repurpose it, tweet it, blog it, post it, compress it, upload it, replay it, or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in. You need to attend Carolina School of Broadcasting. The skills you will learn, the experience you will get, and the connections you will make at Carolina School of Broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management. Call or come by today. Click csbradiotv.edu. Everyone knows Strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles, and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider, complete motorcycle air suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider air shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters, and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider motorcycle air suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Jesse Love and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. But there's a young man that's uh, going to get on a roll here, I think. Uh, he picked up his first ARCA Menards West Series win um, a couple of weeks ago. And I think Jesse is going to do some serious winning before this season is out. Uh, we had him on the show, I think, two weeks ago. Uh, maybe it, was, it might have been last week. I, time goes so quick, I can't remember. But if you'll just go to your favorite podcast platform, search Race Chaser Radio, you can scroll down uh, and find the show. We always list the guests. So if you want to hear more from uh, Jesse, uh, you can certainly do that. Okay, um, real quickly here, and then we're going to go to James Mellick for an update, but I wanted to just let you know that tomorrow at 11.35 a.m. on the Inside Pass, uh, Randy Miller and I are going to uh, basically go straight through uh, the Kentucky weekend, break it down, the IndyCar race as well, um, and uh, we'll have a preview of the All-Star Race tomorrow. That's 11.35 to noon Eastern um, on WSIC. Everywhere you go, you hear it. I hit the button with my False elbow. False start, yep. number eight on the offense. I hit a button there with down. the elbow. Okay. Um, so we'll get back to um, Mason in a moment. But I want to 
James, you have the starting lineup for this Wednesday. I, I cannot believe, first of all, the All-Star race should have already been over. So, you know, our, our schedule is so messed up. I still can't believe it's going to be a midweek show. Wednesday night at Bristol, baby. Yeah, short track racing at Bristol, and they have released them. Uh, the starting lineup for the All-Star race is going to be on the pole, Truex, with Bowman beside him. So that's going to be the oh, front fun. row, though. So that's a, that's a nice front row. They'll be followed behind Ryan Blaney, Justin Haley, Harvick, Kenseth, Bush. That's Kurt Bush. Cole Custard, this week's winner, who got in there starting Yeah, eight. we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Keselowski, ninth. Wide. Kyle Busch, 10th. Newman, 11th. Logano, 12th. Elliott, 13th. 14th, Johnson. 15th, Hamlin. And 16th, Joan. Obviously, 17, 18, 19. Those are your stage one, two, and three winners. And then the fan vote getting in. So there will be 20 cars in the field this year for the All-Star Race at Bristol. And now, I want to go back for a second. Read me who's starting fourth again. Starting fourth is Justin Haley. How about that? The kid wins at Daytona last year. And, and because of that, gets to start fourth at Bristol. This is a short tracker. Yep. Um, I am quite sure Colleague Racing is going to build him a really nice piece for this one. Yeah, he'll have a nice car. Yeah. I'm sure they'll build him something up. Uh, it'll, it'll just be have fun the Spire number on Bristol because Justin's not going to be afraid. That's for sure. So that'll be fun. Um, the open, stuff. the open is released yeah. as well. Oh, okay. Uh, so they released uh, that starting lineup. Starting from the pole is Michael McDowell. So he'll start from the pole in the open. Uh, alongside him. of him will be Eric Almarola, and then. None other than the best car in the field rolling off third, Christopher Bell. So we're starting P3, <laughs> so can't argue in that Spoken one. Spoken like a true team member. You have to. Uh, then you got Stenhouse fourth, Reddick, oh boy. Reddick fifth, Wallace sixth, uh, Byron seventh, Chris Buescher eighth, Boyer ninth, DiBenedetto tenth, Dylan eleventh, Priest twelfth, Yaley thirteenth, Smithley fourteenth, Poole fifteenth, Huff sixteenth, Hill 11th, Gase, 18th, Suarez, 19th, Hunter Nemechek, and 20th, Oof. Dylan, 21st, and Corey LaJoy rolling off scratch wow. at 22 Wow, those last there. three got horrible draws. Wow. I would have expected John Hunter to be in the mix of that, but he's got a long way to go, and this is a short track. Yeah. So, And, and the segments in, a show, in the showdown race are usually even shorter than the actual all-star race, so if you're starting deep in the field, it's going to be tough. That's, I'm going to tell you what, this, I know this is a short track show, but this is a short track we're racing it at. That's kind of the point. Um, I'm looking forward more to this all-star race than I have any since the nineties. This is going to be really fun. So I think it's eight 30. It starts on Wednesday night. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, but, uh, yes, eight 30, the yeah. starting lineup for Wednesday's night. Uh, all-star race at Bristol, eight 30 PM Eastern time, Fox sports one FS one. Okay. So that will be a whole lot of fun. And, of course, uh, by the time we get to Thursday and Motorsports Madness and we have a room full of people here, we'll, uh, we'll tell you a little later in this show who's going to be on on Thursday. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be fun. Um, but uh, let's go back to the Strutmasters.com hotline. Mason Maggio has been patiently waiting in the uh, wonderful land of hold uh, to come out and uh, continue talking with us about his career and his racing um, so Mason, you've you've done very well. I mean, this is obviously your first full year of of uh, Legends Car Racing. Um, what is your? Obviously, I guess you you would be like uh, what probably fifty thousand other kids, and you want to go to NASCAR, right? I'm assuming that's where you're wanting to go. 
Yes, sir. That is the ultimate goal. Well, um, talk a little bit about what what are you, what do you do between races to both prepare for the next race, but also what are you doing to kind of prepare yourself and 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 advance your career? Tell tell me about kind of what uh, what life is like for Mason away from the racetrack a little bit. Uh, I mean, well, the biggest thing for me as far as, you know, uh, helping me with my career is, uh, you know, finding uh, that next big sponsor that's going to help us uh, obviously get to that point in NASCAR, hopefully. Uh, that's that's the biggest thing in the end because, you know, uh, my family and I, we can only do so much as far as where racing can go because, obviously, as you go up the ladder, you know, it just requires more and more money. Sure so, does. Uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely difficult, but, uh, you know, the biggest thing for me on my off time is trying to, you know, get in contact with that next big sponsor that I think would uh, would play a big role in helping me and advance my career and, uh, you know, try to advertise uh, that sponsor, whoever they are, the best I can through my, uh, through my social media platforms and uh, both on and off the racetrack and just be the best uh, best brand I can be. Just, uh, just overall, that's the biggest thing. And uh, to prepare myself for races is, uh, uh, you know, taking note from, you know, what maybe I could have done better last race. Obviously, you can't go back and, you know, try to do it all again, but it can certainly help you for the next race and onwards. So uh, another big one for me is, uh, you know, looking at footage. So uh, whether it's from my race or from somebody else's race, whether that's, that's somebody has a, uh, raced in previous years and has a ton of experience i like to look and see what they do so uh because then again i am still new to legend car racing even though i have shown uh what i believe is a pretty steady progression but uh yet i try to remind myself that there's always room for improvement so yep, for uh, sure. looking over footage and uh doing things like that is big uh getting advice from my crew chief uh Scott Mosley and uh, Joshua Hicks is uh, another big one since they're both experienced and successful legend car racers. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I tend to do on the sidelines. And, you know, iRacing uh, is also another big help uh, as far as uh, helping me hit my marks and seeing where I can improve. And, uh, I mean, apart from that, uh, my off-track life is uh, – not the most exciting. I just, uh, I, I, I like some time to myself and to just kind of, you know, clear my mind a bit and get myself uh, prepared for uh, the next race and making sure I'm, uh, I'm feeling good and I've uh, got a positive attitude heading into the next one. Wow. You know what? He gets a bell for that. That was a fantastic answer. I, you know, checked all the right boxes too. Working on sponsorship, understands the importance of it. Um, obviously looking at footage and doing all the things to kind of help himself as a driver and being able to sort of get away and cl- clear your mind and, and, uh, and, and make sure that you're going to the next race with the right attitude. That was one of the, honestly, James, I think that was one of the most perfect answers to that question that we've had on this show from a young driver in a long time. Yeah, that was a great answer. And the thing that really came out to me when he said what he was saying was he uses social media. Yep. And right now in this age, he's good at it too. And, he does a good and, job. And not having the contact with the people like you can at the racetrack because yep. you're not allowed to bring the sponsors there. Social media and face meetings with them on Zoom 
are right now the biggest things. And if you are good at those, that's really going to help your brand. And it sounds like he knows what he's doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's uh, is, is this your first radio interview, Mason? Yes, sir, it is. And uh, just to let you guys know, I think that Dell was probably the highlight of my career. <laughs> well, you just got another one because you, you uh, I mean, for your first radio interview, you're killing it. it, it this is this is great stuff. And you really uh, you should be proud of the job you've done here tonight. Uh, this is not an easy thing to do for a lot of people because they kind of get um, frozen up a little bit by the fact that, hey, I'm on the radio. It's and, you know, you've done a good job of just having conversation and, and uh, just telling a great story. Um, we can't um, let you get away. we got about a minute and a half here. Can't let you get away without um, talking about who helps you make it all happen. So uh, you got about a minute to uh, tell us who, who helps you make your racing happen. Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, obviously, uh, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is, uh, is a big one for me. And uh, as well as my family, they sacrifice a lot to uh, a lot of time, money, and effort to, you know, allow me to try and achieve my dream. Uh, another one is uh, Scott, and, uh, Scott Mosley and uh, Joshua Hicks, who have, uh, who have helped me a whole bunch and given me a fast race car and great coaching, and uh, as well as being uh, great friends to me. And I uh, can't thank my sponsors, HMY Yacht Sales Enough, as well as... Uh, Crawford Garage Doors, so uh, as well as all my friends uh, at at the racetrack or just, you know, helping me a whole bunch, you know, everybody's family to me at the racetrack with uh, the way they've treated me over the past several years, so uh, just everybody that's involved on the on the 64 machine is, uh, has done a whole lot for me, and I can't thank everybody enough. Well, if if you're from Georgia and you've got a business and you want to promote your business, you want to use motorsports to do it, there's a there's a great opportunity right there. Mesa Maggio's running the rest of the uh Thursday Thunder series at uh, at Atlanta. Uh and um I'm sure he would uh, take good care of you. So uh look him up and follow him. Mason Maggio, uh appreciate you being on tonight. You did a great job and uh wish you the best of luck the rest of the year. Yes, sir. Thank you guys. That is Mason Maggio. Boy, what a job that young man did. Fantastic. Um, We're going to step aside. Mike Sellers will be with us when we return. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels Levels, new to intermediate to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ag Council. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Hour number two of Lead Lap presented by Victory Custom Trailers. And I promise we will tell you more about Victory Custom Trailers in a little while. Uh, but you can go look them up if you're uh, just interested in uh, going ahead and doing your own research. VictoryCustomTrailers.com. I will tell you this. You can actually go to their website and design your own trailer. It doesn't get any better than that. Um, so we'll tell you more about them later. But uh, we're going to go right back to the Strutmasters.com hotline. It is time to get dirty. Here on Lead Lap Radio, no, relax. You don't have to, like, cover the kids' ears or anything. We're just going to talk some dirt track racing because, A, I love dirt track racing, and, B, uh, Mike Sellers has been gracious enough to uh, give us a few minutes of his time. We're going to talk about the Carolina Sprint Tour and whatever else Mike wants to uh, yak about here on the show. First of all, Mike Sellers, uh, welcome to the program. This is a first for you to be on the show, and we're happy to have you. Um, and again, uh, for those in our audience who aren't real familiar with you, can you just give us a little bit of uh, your background, how you got started, and what you've uh, done, and and where you are now? Well, first of all, thanks for having me on here. I greatly appreciate sure. it. Sure. Um, and I got into sprint cars when I was probably about 12 years old in the West Coast, and uh, my brother drove for a couple years, and my grandfather left some stocks and bonds for me when he passed away and i decided it'd be a good idea to cash him out and buy a race car which is <laughs> yeah it's always and a good idea race. right <laughs> <laughs> but, um, started racing at grace harbor raceway park in elmo washington in a 360 um did that for a few years and and learned a lot from those guys you know and uh spent a lot of time around fred brownfield quite a bit and learned the way that he does things and then um just uh, things got expensive when 
me and my dad kind of went our own separate ways and the rest was history then and i moved out here and you know i thought i was my sprint car days were going to be over with um this late model country out here you know it's what and, you get for uh, thinking right exactly <laughs> and uh, my wife my wife had a garage sale one day and a guy pulls up at a garage sale with a sprint car sticker in his back window and we got to talking and he turned me on to uscs and then uh this race saver series that was in the carolinas and um i kind of started hanging around with those guys and got a ride and the rest is history <laughs> here we are today well i thought for a minute you it, were... took a, it took a lot of, it took a lot of talking to get the wife to go for it but She's still here, so I must have done something right. <laughs> well, you know, if you give her a credit card and let her go shopping once in a while, you know. Uh, That's it. Sure. Uh, I thought for a second you were going to say somebody pulled up to your garage sale towing a sprint car. I was going to say, well, that's a different kind of a twist. That, that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> what can I trade you for? Um, right? Yeah. So, um so you've been running, basically you've been running sprint cars your entire life then, or your entire racing career. Well, I mean, I had a little bit of a, about a nine year break there in between, but, um, that's all I've ever drove. I've never, that's what, never yeah, that's what I was, yeah. You've only ever driven yep. a, a sprint car, which is yep. awesome. Um, this is a yep. Carolina sprint tour is a three Oh five series. Correct. Uh, and for those who, again, for those who don't really know too much about three Oh fives, um, I'm actually surprised, to be honest, that the 305 sprint car as a, you might call it a model, as, as, as a model for a series, I'm surprised there aren't 5 million 305 sprint cars all across the country. And I can't believe it's not as big as the 410s because the 305s, from, a, from the standpoint of cost, are, oh, yeah. uh, again, I... <laughs> I don't want to say they're cheap because nothing in racing is cheap, but um, from the standpoint of cost, they are ridiculously inexpensive as compared to their, you might call it their bigger brothers, the 360s and and the 410s. Um, Talk a little bit about the economy of a 305 sprint car. Well, like how you mentioned, you're surprised it's not as big, but here's here's something to think about. Up in Pennsylvania, there's over 130-something 305 cars Yeah, just in Pennsylvania. And there's probably 60 or so 410s up there, just guessing maybe. Sure. Um, they're real big out in the Midwest. Yep. Nebraska, Texas, they're real big. Um, Jersey, Ohio, they're all over there. They're getting into California now. Oh, they are. Okay. And, uh, I, see, I was yeah. waiting for that, and I can't believe it took so long. I mean, I know there's yeah. there's clusters of them, but I just am yeah. shocked that, that these things aren't kind of the gold standard and that almost every track or every region doesn't have um, because they're, they're just so cheap and they put on a great show. If you keep the rules in line, you know, you really kind of keep it uh, fair for everybody. Again, I'll let you, I kind of interrupted to talk about the economy. Please uh, kind of share some details with us about that. Well, um, as far as cost wise, I mean, you can build these, there's guys that build these motors in their garages. Um, Really, all you need is a micrometer and a snap gauge and a little bit of knowledge of how a motor works, and you can put one together and uh, get it sealed up, tech sealed up. Once it's sealed up, you send off your tech sheet out to Nebraska. They send you back a hard card, and your motor is now legal. And like I said, you get you could build one for five, six grand in your garage, and I've seen them go up as high as as twenty, twenty-two. 
thousand for a motor. But in the grand scheme of things, there's not a big horsepower difference there because no matter what you really do to these motors, the second you bolt those heads on, they only flow so much air, and that's all you're going to get for power. Well, that's the sort of the dirty little secret, right? I mean, the the the, yeah. the head that they run on the three hundred fives makes the motor not only, um, you know, extremely. I don't want to say they're all perfectly even because that's obviously not the case, but extremely yeah. close um, from one to the yeah. other. But it also makes them very durable. You don't have to rebuild these things every handful of races. Well, that's where the compression comes in there. It's a low compression motor. I think it's 10 to 1 or something like that. And uh, that's why they they have such longevity. I mean, there's guys out there that got four, five, six years on their motors without ever freshening it up. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's... Whereas, I mean, a 360, you're probably going to freshen it up every year. A 410, you're, you're getting into it every eight races. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's you what know. I'm saying. I mean, where else in racing can you go um, other than perhaps, a you know, a four-cylinder type car even... Where else in racing can you go where you can make a motor last for years without having right. to, you know, to be rebuilt? Um, so the, the economy of scale to race these cars is really, really um, reasonable and inexpensive. And yet there's still enough speed for a thrill. And, and these cars put on fantastic racing just as much as... Um, a 360 or a 410, and particularly on, you know, a smaller track and and on yeah. you know a, a certain type of surface. Yes, yeah, so a smaller track that's dry. It's got a little bit of a cushion and multiple lanes. It's going to provide some real good racing. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Now, um, so where in the Carolinas area? Talk a little bit about some of the tracks that you race at. Um, we kind of go all over. There's a uh, we run Sumter, um, South Carolina, Lawrence County. Lawrence County is is just about the perfect size for these cars. Yeah, I would bet it uh, would be. Yeah, Harris Speedway. Sure. Yep. We're in Carolina this year. Fayetteville. Um, we're going to Friendship in two weeks. In Elkin, that's a time. big show. Yeah, we're going to have uh, Jason Smoot. Actually, is going to be yep. on next week's show. He's going to be one of our featured guests. Jason and I, we've been trying to do a show together for about three years now, and every time we get it scheduled, something changes or it rains or something, and we finally got this one together, and we're hoping it sticks because the Blue Ridge Outlaws together with CST should be a pretty good show. Oh, absolutely. I think that's going to be – and if anybody uh, questions whether they're going to get their money's worth in terms of racing uh, for that show, which I believe is, what, the 25th? Is that – 25th. 25th, yeah. Uh, I think – did did I read this right? I think there were going to be ten divisions in action at the track that night. I I reckon I don't know. I don't have no control over that part. Well, no, I was I was just saying, I, making the point. I mean, you're you're going to be there a while. That's a lot of racing for one night. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it is worth the price of admission. If what you want is a lot yeah. of racing, you're going to get exactly what you wish for at uh, Friendship yep. Speedway on the 25th. But, yeah, we'll talk, uh, we're will talk. we going to talk to Jason next week. But uh, you guys have built a nice little um, nice little series. And, and a, again, a, a number of you're running tracks in North Carolina, South Carolina, um, you know, a number of different size tracks and types of tracks and um, in a lot of different, um, you know, regions of the area, you might say. Um, I've got to believe that um, you guys are getting some good fan support and reaction for for the series at this point, right? 
we've definitely um we've definitely grown over the past couple of years uh myself and another driver took this deal over about midway of 2017 it just it wasn't really heading in the direction that everybody wanted it to go in. yeah and um so we had a meeting and we kind of we kind of took things over ourselves and we finished up the year. I think our last race in 2017, we had 13 cars. That was our biggest car count all year that year. And then um, 2018 rolled around. I think we averaged like 14 cars, and our season high might have been 21. I think is what it was. Nice. And last year we kind of last year it took off pretty good. We averaged, uh, if you want to get absolutely mathematically correct with it, we averaged 16.9 cars. <laughs> But um, so we we averaged sixteen cars, and uh, we had a, we finished up the season at three eleven with uh, twenty five cars. And the cool thing about that twenty five cars is twenty two of that twenty five were all Carolina based teams. Nice, nice. So well, and that's a, you know I've always thought that if you did a series properly, that um, mm-hmm. you would find that 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 you could make sprint cars a highlight in the Carolinas. Um, right. All it takes is, is rule enforcement. I mean, yep. that, that's the that's the biggest thing, really. Is you got to stick to the rules. And and the cool thing about a race saver IMCA series is we're we're sanctioned by IMCA. Yeah. And a guy can build him a, a 305 race saver legal car and run anywhere in the country with it, with any other race saver series. And he knows when he unloads his car. He's got the same thing as everybody else. Right. It's not like a lot of these other series. Well, I got to go buy, I got to buy different tires if I go over here. If yeah. I go over there, I got to bolt more weight on. It's the same thing from the east coast to the west coast. It's all the same rule book. We're gonna step aside. Hang on, Mike. We'll pick you up on the other side of the break. You are listening to Lead Lap Radio, presented by Victory Custom Trailers. We'll be right back. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444, Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. 
Because it's not rocket science. It's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu. That's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Casey Kane bringing us back from the break uh, as we continue to chat with um, Mike Zellers from the Carolina Sprint Tour. Um, We talked to Mike in our last segment. Uh, If you missed any of this show, you can just uh, go to wherever you get your podcasts from, wherever you get audio from. Uh, Our our Spotify presence is just flying uh, up. Up, straight up vertical over the last uh, couple months. I, I can't thank everybody enough who's uh, getting us on Spotify. Um, we are uh, into the five-digit downloads now um, each month, and that is fantastic. So uh, we're on Spotify, but we're anywhere. So Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, wherever you get uh, typical audio or podcasts, uh, just search Race Chaser Radio. And we will more than likely be there. We actually are starting to get a presence in Germany, believe it or not. We've got a German following that uh, are listening to our shows, which is great. Okay. So, um, anyways, Mike Sellers, uh, we were lo- I'm looking at your schedule of events here. And um, I, I want to ask, I realize, obviously, COVID uh, threw you guys for a loop as much as it has anyone else in the sport. But... When I look at the 2020 schedule here, and I realize there's one track that is no longer on the schedule, and uh, we're not going to mention that track because I don't want to give it any publicity, frankly. Um, so if I look at today's date, I'm seeing July 13th, um, that show at that track, which is no longer on the schedule, would have been the 25th of July. I have two questions. First of all, have you replaced that date yet with another track? And, and or are you going to? And then second of all, I see that August first you're at Harris, and then the seventh at Carolina, and the eighth at um, Lorenz County, uh, which is in South Carolina. For those who aren't uh, don't know, so two North Carolinas and South Carolina um, are are those shows on the first, the seventh, and the eighth still going to happen? Yes, first, seventh, and the eighth are going to happen in the July twenty fifth that was originally scheduled. Um, Elsewhere is now scheduled at Friendship. Oh, that's right. Weeks. Yeah, we were just that's right. We were yep. just talking about that. And I think there's, yeah. we we're actually I'm supposed to get that tonight. I'm supposed to get our new schedule tonight because COVID has changed some things, and then there's been some other issues as well. Oh, okay. And then uh, August 22nd, we're going to be at Cherokee Speedway in Gaffney. Okay, that was uh, a TBD on the original schedule. Yep. And then uh, 
July, I think it was 26th and 27th. Um, that weekend has been moved to Lawrence County. Now, it's a uh, single day show, just on that Saturday. I think it's the 26th. Is it Saturday? Well, are you talking, about, Ju- are you talking about July or August? I'm talking about September. Oh, <laughs> choice C. Okay. So, already, yeah, so, I already moved on down to September. But okay, then we yeah, actually okay got, right, because those two were scheduled at the, the track that's no longer on the schedule. So now we're, right. we're at, uh, you said, where Lorenz County that weekend? Yeah, okay. Lawrence County. Okay. And um, we actually, we got a call from Fayetteville Speedway right when the whole COVID deal was, was really rolling strong and there was nobody running. And they asked me if I wanted to go ahead and do a double header. I think it was June, no, May, that last weekend of May. Okay. And uh, we, we went ahead and did pre-registrations, and we had 56 cars registered for that weekend. Holy we cats! Coming, yeah, we had guys coming from Texas, Indiana, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, Vermont. Wow. Everywhere. And it rained. <laughs> of course so it did. <laughs> we, got, we got with the track. And uh, we went ahead and we moved that weekend back to October 23rd and 24th at Fayetteville. And we're going to go ahead and call it the East Coast Nationals. Okay. Because that weekend there, Pennsylvania, they're, they're closed down for the season. Jersey, New York, most everywhere in the country is pretty much wrapping up their season by then. And uh, hopefully we can gain enough, int- uh, you know, as much interest as we did for the first event that was originally supposed to That's happen. That's a big but deal. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't believe when I seen 56 cars and just our luck, I looked at the forecast and man, it was 80% chance of rain all weekend and it poured, it did yeah. rain. So it's a good thing it didn't happen, but hopefully we can gain enough interest on that one. And that'll be at the end of October 23rd and 24th. I believe it is. Very nice. Yeah, that's great. It's uh, I mean, you, you've, like I said, you've got to, again, just looking at the schedule as it was, uh, you, you have uh, a really diverse, selection here and so you and um are, are we not mentioning the other gentleman's name on purpose Sean because, okay sure. i was just because you didn't i was like <laughs> man you're gonna you're 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 gonna stiff sean here and i like sean no, Sean's no. a good guy he's uh he's he's done a lot me and him have, uh <laughs> we actually work pretty good together like I, I was telling you earlier on facebook messenger you know him and i we run this deal sunday through yeah. friday and then on race day, because him and I both race in the series, on race day we hand everything over to uh, Andy Stapp and Kevin McElvain. They kind of it's their show on race day, and then uh, we take back over when the race is all over, and we go from there. I haven't had the uh, pleasure of meeting Kevin, but I know Andy. Andy's a Andy is just a great, great guy, uh, yeah. and so um, you know it's a nice group that you've got now uh in charge and and i'm excited for what you and sean and 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 everybody with uh with the group has accomplished um with this because again as i look through it, it it was amazing the number of tracks um that that you were competing at now and the size of the schedule that you had um you know it's we kind of we kind of like to to spread it out because i mean if you look at it we run from the 95 corridor all the way to upstate yeah. south carolina western north carolina to, to northern north carolina and the reason for that is all of our teams that they're 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 spread out all over the place you know so yeah. one weekend one weekend it might be a 30 minute ride for a guy but it's a four hour ride for the next guy and then the next weekend it's vice versa yep. so we kind of just we, we spread it all around and we we try to keep our dates spread apart um 
I mean, we're all working guys. We all got families. We got jobs. Yep. We take vacations. We do all that stuff. And uh, we don't want to run run these guys, you know, four weekends in a row. That's going to get tough, you know, especially for a smaller series. Oh, like for so sure. We kind of like to keep our we keep our dates spread out, somewhat decent. We don't book against USCS, and um, we try to stay off the holidays because again, we got families and we got to keep the wives happy. Yeah. So. Well, it looks like I mean the original schedule was uh, April through October. And again, yeah, um, I mean, you've got some, um, you've got a couple of back-to-back weekends in there, but. Yeah, it was, uh, in the past, we've done so good on our doubleheader weekends. It just, it seems like a lot of guys like to get up off the couch and go race when they get to race twice in one weekend. Well, sure, yeah. With everything going on this year and and COVID and and people, you know, just the the big sense of uncertainty that we're all dealing with right now. You know, it's. Um, it's 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 interesting, Mike, isn't it? Because um, part of you is part of you is sort of dis disoriented because you had the schedule and you and you know for a while nobody was you know really racing and you weren't sure right. you were ever gonna. But also, you're so revved up to go because oh. you know what I mean. Like it, you have. It, it's it's sort of a split personality kind of thing for the racers, I think. Um, you know, in it not just in your series, but really all over. I mean, you know, I was talking about the modified tour earlier, and um, they had a seventeen race schedule for the NASCAR Wheeling Tour, and they've they've run exactly two. And uh, yeah, you know, the second one wasn't even at a track that was on the schedule at the beginning of the season, and now they're going back to that same track for race three and then back to the track they started with, Jennerstown, for race four, and they may only get four or five or six shows in. Um, It's just crazy the way that uh, this is all mixed everything up, but at the same time, it, it seems like it's given a lot of series the opportunity to go do some different things and try some things, and we've seen that right. from NASCAR all the way down. And, um, you know, but you guys have managed to still um, keep a lot of your tracks on the schedule and, and uh, be able to go do your thing, which is really great. Yeah, it's it's, work, it's, it's working out. I mean, we're, t- we're, we're kind of taking it a race-by-race race deal right now, see how everything goes. I know our first race was, uh, I mean, usually we start racing in April. It wasn't until June 6th was our first race. Okay. And, uh you could definitely tell that everybody had been housed up for eight months and they were yeah. roaring and ready to go. Cause it took everybody a while to get their wiggles out. Is what I like to call it. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, the first race was interesting and they've all been a little bit interesting so far this year, but we've got three races in this year. I think we're supposed to already have seven or so. Yeah. In. But, um, like here in two weeks, we got four races coming up in three weeks or no, Four races in three weeks. I was going to so. say, you're right. Four races in three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, and I, yeah, I'm sure everybody was, cause you know, you got, you got a lot of pent up excitement and, and, uh, yep. aggression. So you just, yep. everybody, I think, goes crazy the first race and then, um, kind of settles back down after two or three shows and, and, uh, yeah. you know, so, uh, you've got, um, I can, I always mess this up. Is it, is it Tribodyne? Tribodyne. I, wow, I got it right. Different. I hear, I hear Tribodyne, I, tribodyne. I, I call it Tribodyne. Oh. But that's uh, Mark, Mark, Mark Wheatley and uh, Tribodyne, Tribodyne, now you got me saying it weird, <laughs> Tribodyne Lubricants. They came off with us last year, 
and uh, they've helped us out a lot. They sell a real good product, and a lot of guys have been real happy with it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's one of those type of sponsors where there's a lot of things you wouldn't be able to do without them, and we definitely appreciate their support. It's a great company, and um, it looks like they're growing pretty well, too. Who else? Uh, I mean, we want to make sure we got about 30 seconds left. Who else uh, do we need to acknowledge for sponsors for the series and uh, give your own as well? Oh, man, just everybody who shows up week in and week out really and supports it. I mean, uh, the McLean family, they've been a lot of help. They've, they've helped everybody out. And uh, it's just there's a lot of guys. I mean, there's um, it, it's everybody who shows up every weekend are the people that we need to recognize. Well, um, we got some contingency sponsors and stuff like that. Wings Unlimited and and Triple X helps us out. And there's a bunch, you know, there's a bunch. There's all in. I don't have the list in front of me. You caught me off guard on that one. <laughs> See, number one rule when you're going to do a radio show, always have yep. a list. Nobody yep. knows the difference, and you don't leave anybody out. But uh, we'll definitely get you back on again. You've got a swing coming up here in a couple of weeks. That, uh, after that's over, we'll get you on so we can kind of wrap that up uh, a little bit. So uh, Car- uh, at Carolina Sprint Tour uh, on Facebook. Yep, check us out on Facebook. That's, that's yeah. where we do yep. most of our stuff is at Facebook. We're uh, – Working on putting a website together right now. I believe it'll be Tributine Lubricants Carolina Sprint Tour dot com. Um, but I'll definitely let you guys know when that's up and running. Please, yeah, we'll share it out. We'll see. I think we got IMCA TV coming in to do a couple um, live streams. I think that big event at the end of October is going to be one of them. Good. But um, we'll just keep on keeping on. I mean, it's it's tough right now with everything going on. But For sure. We got to stick together and we got to work through it and. Now's the time to pull together and let's go put on some races for the fans and let everybody have a good time. Sounds good. Mike Sellers, thanks for being on. We got to run to a break here, but we appreciate you being on the show. We'll look forward to uh, having you back on again. That's Mike Sellers, and uh, we're going to step aside and be back with more of Lead Lap Radio right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach so call bsr today 304-725-8444 give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway that's 304-725-8444 you hear that that's the sound of america's only sports car that's right it's a corvette but not just any corvette it's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves a majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. 
featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lero Fireproof Underwear, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina, and Danvers, Massachusetts, the staff at HMS is always ready to take the time and help you find the right product for your specific safety needs. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Just stop in to HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a message on Facebook. Tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent ya. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to uh, Lee Lap, presented by the good folks from VictoryCustomTrailers.com. Got to put the glasses back on so I can read a little bit here because I want to make sure I don't mess this up. Um, the uh, the good folks from uh, Victory Custom Trailers, the owner of that business is Chris Hattinger. His young daughter, Katie, is a, a racer who is... Uh, in development, shall we say, and Katie picked up her first win over the weekend. Really exciting. She has got one of the prettiest late models I've ever seen. Um, and, uh, she got herself a win and it was awesome for her to, uh, to do that. She is a, um, she's a really well-spoken young lady was actually a guest on the show uh, a couple of weeks back, and she did a really, really nice job. So um, congratulations to Katie Hedinger. And I also, while I'm talking about drivers who are in the race face uh, driver development program, I want to uh, also congratulate another of the young ladies that uh, is in that program, Haley Constance, whose father Joe owns Joe's Racing. Haley picked up her first win of the year over the um, over the weekend as well. So congratulations to both of those young ladies. Victory Custom Trailers is based in Michigan, but they can, doesn't matter where you're located, they can take care of you no matter where you are. It's pretty easy to reach them. Just go to their website at victorycustomtrailers.com. Their phone number's on the site if you want to then call them, or you can design your own trailer on the site. They've got uh, 200 or so new and used um, trailers in stock of all types, not just for racing. You can, it doesn't matter what you need your, your trailer or toter or motorhome, whatever for they, they have got access to all of that. So, uh, go to victory custom trailers.com and take a look. They are real big supporters of motorsports. They obviously have been involved in it. Chris has been a racer for a long time. And so, um, they are definitely the place to go. If you want to, Buy a trailer. They've got all the top name brands, and the more customized you need it, 
the more they shine. And that's exactly how it works. And they'll make sure they get it to you no matter where you are in the good old U.S. of A. So, uh, in fact, I think they've even sent some trailers out of the country. I'm not sure. But uh, if, you, if you're out of the country and you're listening, first of all, thank you. Um, and second of all, uh, just go to their website at victorycustomtrailers.com and then uh, reach out to them or give them a call. And um, they'll be able to let you know um, what needs to happen on that front. But if you're in the USA, they can definitely get it to you. So uh, thank you to the folks at Victory Custom Trailers for being a part of the Race Chaser Media family. Uh, as we continue with the show, we uh, we haven't, the one thing we haven't done so far tonight, because again, we try to focus the most of the show anyway on short tracks and especially the tracks in the Carolinas region here. Um, but we, uh, <laughs> We haven't had a chance to really talk uh, Kentucky, and I'll bring James in on this. Um, again, I mentioned at the top of the show, because I, I just sort of figured that out as I was writing notes for the show tonight. Uh, if your name did did not, if your last name did not start with a C, you didn't win anything at Kentucky. Um, Austin Creed got his first win in the rain shortened truck race. Uh, Cole Custer won Sunday, his first ever Cup Series win. Um, and we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, Austin, uh, Austin Sindrick actually won both of the Xfinity races uh, to complete the C, 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 C. Uh, and if you count Cole Custer, that's a fifth C because he's two C's. So, it, you know, five C's there combining to. Uh, we, oh, and by the way, we had uh, we, we, we had Sheldon Creed um, winning his first truck race, range shorten race, Sheldon. Uh, at one point, and, and I guess it's still fair to call him the showstopper, but uh, Sheldon was um, a former X Games champion. So if you're not familiar with Sheldon Creed, go look up his background because um, good old Creed has got a, a, a really interesting background in the sport, uh, kind of a different background. Okay, James Mellick, um <laughs> Four wide. <laughs> yeah, I mean, last week we were Holy talking cow. Xfinity cars at Indianapolis, four cars battling yeah. for the lead. Then you go the following week with the Cup cars to Kentucky, and they're four wide at the white flag How about coming Custer? back. Good and, grief. And he didn't go the short way. He went the long way around. <laughs> yeah, four to the top. Uh, just incredible. I mean, it was like that move was timed perfectly, too, because they were kind of banging around underneath him, and he just cleared uh, the outside car before uh, before it bit him because that could have just as easily been about four him in the wall and uh, but he made it work and oh my gosh the excitement I'm happy for Cole we we've had Cole on our shows a lot over the years since he um, arrived in the national series and um, Cole's just a he's he's a great young man he. Uh, his father is is the head honcho at Stuart Haas, or I guess I could say the uh, head honcho who isn't named Stuart or Haas uh, is Joe Custer, and um, it would you know, but but again, Cole has had to earn everything. He he's not getting all this without proving he can drive and run up front and win, and he's done all of the above uh, at about every level he's been in. Um, and again, he's just a he's a great kid. He's a lot of fun. Uh, and he's gotten a lot better with the media stuff and all of that over the years. But um, good to see him pick up that win. I mean, we, I personally, a few weeks ago, was noting that Cole, I was waiting for Cole to have that breakout moment in Cup. <laughs> 
And ever since I said that, it's almost as if he heard me because I, ever since I've said that his last two or three races have been really, really good. And of course, uh, I think we can classify four wide in Kentucky, a breakout moment. Yeah. He definitely, uh, <laughs> made a statement in that race, yeah. you know, uh, I'm definitely surprised that he was the first rookie to win. I wanted us to be the first rookie to win with C. Bell, well, but that's, yeah, he, that's he went and uh, in he went in there and and got it this week. So congratulations to those guys and to him. Uh, he went out there and earned it. Well, and what's nice is we've got all three of the biggest rookies um, just running really well right now. They're yep. all fast. I mean, Chris Bell, his performance has just constantly been uh, escalating over the last five, six races. Well, really since we came back after the, the, the layoff um, and you know, Tyler Reddick has, I think been, he was the first to sort of show us that. Um, but he's been, he's had a couple of cup starts before. Yep. So I'm going to say that I think the combination of his previous cup experience, but also the fact that Richard Childress racing has gotten much better overall this year. They're still not, I don't consider them necessarily in the elite group, but I think they're right there on the outside. You know, you look at, you've got Hendrick, you've got Gibbs, you've got Penske with a total of, um, well, if you count the 21 of De Benedetto, there's 12 cars there. Okay. And I, and, and Tyler and, and even Austin Dillon and, and Bubba, who is not directly uh, RCR, but uh, Richard Petty Motorsports is kind of affiliated there. Um, those those guys have been right at the back end of that, just outside of it for the most part, but then have had some moments when they've been right up in the thick of the battle. So you you think that perhaps this is going to be the year that we see a Richard Childress racing car. Um, it, it, I, I certainly could see Reddick stealing a win, but... Um, but I definitely think that now all three of those guys, Bell is, I mean, he, it, this could be it. The, the open could be his moment. Yeah. He's starting what third, right? Starting third, starting yeah. third on Wednesday night. And at we Bristol. ran good at Bristol with De Benedetto and we ran good at both Bristol races this year. And you're rolling right. off P three Yeah, and not to take anything away from it, but a lot of the big dogs aren't in the open to get you into the big race. Well, it, so that help that sure. will increase your chances right. of winning. Well, and the thing is, is I, I think Chris is fast enough to win. With him in there. Period. Yes, yeah. I do too. But I think the Open might be his. That's your confidence. That's it your shows you that you can win. Yeah. Yeah. It shows you that you can get right. in that cup level, even though the big dogs aren't there. It shows you, hey, I can win at this cup level. Uh, and that just boosts your confidence, and you go out there so and you can So all three of those rookies are really doing well right now, I think. And Custer, obviously, is, I mean, what what every time, whenever you get a big I mean, your first win is always a huge confidence boost. But when you go four wide at Kentucky and you beat three of the best guys. There's a two of them or two that I remember in that. I don't remember all four of them, but I know two of them were defending champions. Well, yeah. Harvick um, and Truex. And and I think, was it Blaney? I think it was Blaney. Blaney, The other other one was there. Um, And so, you know, you've beaten three of the best, uh, you know, to, to, to do that. So. Now Cole's going to go to the track this week as a winner. He doesn't have to run the open. He's in, you know, 
because he won. Um, and so, you know, great, uh, great job for Cole Custer. That was really uh, a whole lot of fun. I mean, when you, when you look at the, the weekend overall at Kentucky, I thought the racing from start to finish was just fantastic. We'll, we'll just kind of run through um, as, as long as we're talking about the cup race. We'll, we'll let's go through. You had Custer, Custer with a win, Truex finished up in second. He and Harvick got together. Truex immediately went over after the race and apologized, and, and they're fine. Um, uh, Matt DiBenedetto with his best run of the year for third, and I think Matt had a car to win. Um, just didn't, couldn't quite get there in time. Harvick fourth, Kurt Busch fifth, then Blaney, your boy Bell, Amarola, Keselowski, and Ruddick. So um, they were your top 10. And uh, again, really good race. And, and DiBenedetto is another of those drivers that I predicted, and I think most of us on our race chaser shows predicted would win his way into the playoffs this year. And after what I saw the other day, I still think that is a real distinct possibility that um, that he gets in. And I think Matt's starting to really get comfortable with that that group. And that's good because we would definitely want to see some results. Now, real quick, Friday uh, was the second of the two Xfinity races. Austin Sindrick with the second win. Different setup in the car. Did matter. He still went out and won. Chase Briscoe second. Justin Haley third. Ross Chastain in fourth. And Justin Allgaier in fifth. And I got to talk about Anthony Alfredo, but uh, we're out of time in this segment. We're going to step aside and we come back. I'll talk a little bit about Anthony. And oh, by the way, there was a fight. We'll talk about that too. Back with more in a moment. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. 
HMS serves the majority of NASCAR, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. The representatives are experts on making your track driving as safe as possible. You have family and friends who care about you, so don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop into HMS Motorsport, visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com, or send them a Facebook message and tell them the folks from Race Chaser Media sent you. How to deal with someone who says that's so gay. Outsmart them. This party is, like, so gay. Totally. Excuse me, but did you ladies know the word gay used to mean happy or excited? Then it became a word used to describe gay people. Then somehow it came to mean dumb or stupid, which is how you just used it, which is not very nice. Ew, that guy is on the football team and super smart, and he totally hates us now. Totally. When you say that's so gay, do you realize what you say? Knock it off. Learn more at thinkbeforeyouspeak.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Lead Lap. Uh, <laughs> thank you for putting up with that. I'm Tom Baker. James Mellick is with me in the studio. Uh, and uh, we are having a good time tonight. And I want to just start the segment by thanking uh, the two guests that we have. Mason Maggio and Mike Sellers both did an outstanding job. Great interviews. Um, I'm not sure if it was. I meant to ask Mike if it was his first time on radio. But I know it was Mason's and... Um, the young man just did a fantastic job. It's not easy at 16 to come and have the kind of conversation and, and uh, speak the way that he did and present himself the way that he did. And uh, Mason, Mason really did a nice job. I'm, I'm happy for that. So we've got to, we've been talking NASCAR at Kentucky and, and Austin Cindric's sweep. And I wanted to talk about Anthony Alfredo because here is a, this, this young man. And I'm proud to say that I had an opportunity for a year to work with him. Um, and uh, and be a part of his development. Anthony just it, it, there isn't it, it just doesn't get any more talented. And he's done such a great job with his social media. But man, his on track performance this year, a rookie in the series, uh, really, really sparse experience in um, he, he had, um, I think, about 12 or 13 truck starts Um but of course, the trucks and, and the Xfinity cars quite different in the way that they drive. But um, he has come in to that Richard Childress organization, and his performance again—it's been a vertical, uh, basically straight north almost uh, throughout the season. Top five on on Thursday night, um, and then came right back with a sixth place finish on Friday. Did a tremendous job. Um, Anthony is, I would not be surprised to see Anthony win a race before this year's over. Uh, and if you don't follow him on social media, you're missing it because he does a great job. So look him up, whatever social media platforms you have. I think he's everywhere. So, uh, and, and look up fast pasta too, because that's actually a brand. <laughs> he's made it a brand. He's got, it's got its own t-shirts, merch and everything. Um, so just a great, great job for Anthony. Uh, and I want to highlight Colby Howard too. Colby uh, running for JD Motorsports, and uh, again a young man with very little. He's had a, a, a couple, two, three ARCA starts. That's about all he's had. With back in uh, when Mason Mitchell owned the team, Colby ran a few shows for him. I don't think any on bigger tracks at that point. He was too young. But um, 
first uh, first time at uh, Kentucky for Colby, who's 18 now, and he was in the top 15 on Friday, and he and Anthony, um, you know, again, Colby also a former client of mine. It's kind of funny. It's like uh, seeing two of your kids squabble. They kind of got into it on the track, but uh, um, just good hard racing. It was not certainly anything um, done on purpose, but Colby, unfortunately, it flattened his tire, and he ended up in a crash. Um, and so he was running 15th at the time, doing a fantastic job. And then on Saturday or on Friday night in the second show, um, he had to pull out the backup car. And of course you don't get any practice time or whatever finished 21st, but, uh, he has been learning and learning and learning and learning. And Colby is uh, going to do a great job. I think, uh, as the year goes on. And then of course the big highlight, <laughs> I guess for some people anyway, um, came post race with, uh, the great Ken Squire line, and there's a fight. Uh, Noah Gregson and Harrison Burton. Noah, th- they had gotten together, and Harrison ended up at the wall. And I guess, uh, according to Harrison, this wasn't the first time this happened between the two of them on a restart or whatever. There have been some incidents before, and Harrison just had enough, I guess. And uh, Noah, I don't know who went to who, but they ended up, talking to each other on pit road. And next thing you know, Harrison gives him a shove. Apparently he didn't like what Noah was saying. So um, he gives him a little shove, which probably was more of a, just, all right, just get away. I'm done. And um, then apparently Noah, whatever he said back, and I'm not, I'm not blaming either one here because I don't really know who said, who said what to whom we did see the uh, post-race interviews with both of them and Harrison, made his side pretty clear that he was just done with it. And uh, it ended up Noah took a swing. Harrison kind of kept pushing him and and got in in his face, and Noah just popped him. And next thing you know, um, you know, a couple of the crew guys came in trying to break it up or whatever. But um, those two went down. (laughs) I mean, that was was a a very uh, sort of testy thing that was going on there for a bit. Um, And so... Hopefully that doesn't continue. I, I, both drivers extremely talented. I, I mean, I don't know what the deal is, and I don't. I'm not going to vilify either one of them. It, it, it was what it was. Uh, you know, the two of them got got into it with each other, and I, I guess once Harrison shoved him a couple times, Noah just decided that's not going to work for me, and you know, basically took a took a poke at him. Um, but. That, you know, these are two of the most talented drivers in the series. And that series right now, to me, is putting on the best shows in NASCAR, period. Um, and again, they showed it at Kentucky with the racing that they did. Um, and, you know, these two are going to have to kind of put it out of their their minds because we've got a lot of racing yet to do this season, James. And, and uh, you know, both of them would like to, I mean, Noah's still in line for a championship, obviously, and Harrison is as well. So you got to be able to, to get past that. And hopefully these two can race with each other the rest of the year without further incident, because it'd be a shame if it cost either one of them a, a championship shot because one of them did something stupid. Yeah. Just as you mentioned right there, you know, they got to look past this. Yeah. Um, These two both got bright futures. They're going to be racing around each other for a long time. Um, I can't put either one of them at fault. Harrison's a rookie this year. He's, I believe, right? Yeah, he's, but he's, he's done. A, but, he's he ran a few yeah, races, but he's yeah, a he's rookie, a rookie. so he's, he's got to stand up for himself if yep. he wants to get respect. Yep. Uh, Gregson was right there, so he should understand that he needs to stand up for yeah. himself. 
Um, so they, I, I can understand where both of them are coming from. They were both frustrated. He the moment after the race. Yeah. Hopefully they can put it in the past because these two will be racing around each other, not for just five years. They're going to probably be racing around each other oh, for I, 10 years, 15 right. years. Yeah, because they're going to go up together. In cup, yeah. Yep. And and the thing is, is, is uh, you know, it's interesting because, you know, again, Noah, I think, has come a long way in terms of his maturity in a lot of ways since he's been with Junior. And and I'm sure that's Junior's influence and probably other folks in that organization as well. Um, and Harrison, I've always thought, it, it's funny because I would have never, when when I saw Harrison give him the little shove, I'm like, whoa! <laughs> you know, I mean, I've known Harrison since he was in late models, his first year. And, and in fact, the first interview, Jacob Seelman and I were, were with him at, I think it was a Hickory race, and the first interview that Jacob did with him, Harrison barely talked. I mean, he was so sort of, I don't want to say he was scared, but I think he kind of was. Um, and then all of a sudden he walked into our studio in Mooresville one night and just took over about an hour of the show. Like, wh- who are you and what'd you do with Harrison Burton? It was, but you just don't think about Harrison as a fighter. Like he's not that type of an aggressive personality but whatever Noah was he just didn't like what he was hearing and obviously Noah didn't like get Bush so you know it was uh, one of those deals where it was it was headed downhill fast and yeah. I think I think it got broken up before it got too far um, we don't know if there are going to be any penalties or anything because we haven't heard that yet from NASCAR but certainly not something you would expect from Harrison and really Noah's not much of a fighter. I mean, he can be a smart mouth once in a while, but he's not really a, I didn't think, but of course, we, I mean, if somebody pushed me a couple times, you know, it's like, the moment, right? Yeah. After, you're, I mean, you're adrenaline's through the roof already. Yeah, you just got out of a race were, car. So one was talking French and the other one Spanish and they just couldn't get together on the, on the, uh, on, on what was going on there. So, um, interesting that, that, that happened, but that was probably the highlight um, of of the Xfinity race, e- racing, even though uh, Austin Sidrick would prefer I say it was his two wins, and really you got to give that kid a whole lot of credit. Two different setups on the car, um, you know, beats Chase Briscoe, and you know Chase is the guy right now. You know, he's won five races already, and Sidrick came out at Kentucky and just went, nope, mine, and and he did it twice. So. You got to give him a lot of credit. He is he is wanting his share of the respect in this championship battle, and after Kentucky, he's got it. Yeah, he doesn't want him he's to just think it. that he's going to be a force on the road courses. Well, we've he always yeah, that. we've always we kind of thought of of Austin. We've said that that you know you've got the big three, and then Cindric's like right there, and he doesn't want that. He wants to be one of the big. Not not outside the big. He wants to be in the big and make a big there. four. So, you know, and, and honestly, at the rate that we're going in Xfinity, you know, you've you've got Briscoe, you've got Cindric. Um, those two are kind of, I think, the two right now. But then, you know, you look and and boy, you could go through the field. I mean, Burton's been strong, Gregson's been strong, Haley and Chastain are right there now. Alfredo is knocking on the door. Al Geyer still can get it done. Daniel Hemrick, if he stops having bad luck, will probably win three races. Brandon um, Jones. You know, Brandon Jones is another one that's just so there's, I mean, you, you look at this and it's hard to even say um, big three. It's really kind of come to 
Cindric and Briscoe, but then you've got three or four other guys and it some weeks some hit the setup and you know it's it's a great series right now and that's why when when I see cup drivers running it um it's like oh gosh because I want it to be these guys fighting it out it it is really to me the best show in NASCAR at this present moment and and I love the trucks and they put on a great show too at Kentucky um and and to say that Sheldon Creed got lucky is really kind of a misrepresentation because yeah, it was rain shortened, but Sheldon was in the lead and Sheldon really was going to be a force to be reckoned with no matter how you slice it. Um, And so when you look at the, the finish of the truck race, you sort of see the story. Um, Sheldon Creed again, getting the win 71 laps complete. And they called it due to uh, um, horrendous rain. Uh, ben Rhodes, second, and again, Ben could have just as easily won it. Crafton, third, Sauter, fourth, Austin Hill, fifth, and then Eckes, Zane Smith, Derek Krause with a nice run, Tanner Gray, and Todd Gilliland rounding out the top ten. Um, and so, again, this is a series that can kind of go in a lot of different directions, and anybody can win a truck race at any given week. So uh, the rest of the season is going to be a lot of fun. It, I'm, I'm looking forward to now. Uh, latest update on Texas. We don't know what the heck's going to happen. There's, I just saw a thing online on Jayski that said, despite the rumors, they just talked to Eddie Gossage, the owner. Okay, and he says it's all it's all on board. Let's go racing in Texas. Okay, that's what I saw on Jayski. So, so according to Eddie Gossage on Jayski, we're going to Texas. Um, so that w- that will be fun. I hope that's true. Um, there were some questions because they've had a spike with COVID. So uh, questions about that, but it looks like we're going to Texas. Good deal. But before we do that, it's all-star at Bristol, and I can't wait. So uh, anyways, 11.35 a.m. tomorrow for the Inside Pass. Be right back here. I'm Tom Baker for James Mellick and the folks of WSIC. Thanks for listening. Good night. You've been listening to Lead Lap Radio powered by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can find them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com. Lead Lap Radio is a Race Chaser Media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsport content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of the show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.